Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Watrous. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Hey, hey, welcome back to Everyday Revival. We are going to get right into it uh, today again. Um, so some people listen to these back to back, and so we're just continuing on. Uh, talking about real and what's reality, what's truth in a day where so many things, so many people say, this is my truth, uh, this is what I believe, but it's not based on anything um, other than just what they think. Um, And we base what we believe on the Word of God. And it's timeless. It never changes. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will stand forever. And so it's amazing uh, that uh, civilizations have come and gone. I mean, things have uh, changed and happened, oh my goodness, over the years, but his word has never changed. And so I'm just so grateful for the word of God in my life. It's, it's completely been a, ra- it's, it's, it's been a radical thing in my life. It's changed me radically. And so um, hopefully you're having a great day today. So we're going to get right back into these things. Actually, where we left off last time, we were talking about that wisdom. Uh, I, I think we had just ended on Proverbs eight thirty-two, and we we're talking about getting wisdom. When you get it, you find life and you receive favor from the Lord. So we were talking about all these things that wisdom, uh, getting wisdom, does in our life. Uh, but we have to pursue it. It's not just something that falls on us because we open up our Bible. I mean, we really have to pursue these things and go after them um, and have movement in our life towards the things of God um, to, to receive from these things. And we talked about that wisdom uses discernment and discretion. Um, discernment, the ability to judge well. When you say somebody has they're a very discerning person. They, they, they judge well. Um, they, can, they have the ability to decide between truth and error. They, you know, there's just that, that on the inside of them that they've, um, they've really cultivated in their life. Um, and so we want to be able to flow in these things and be able to walk in these things, um, especially in the times we're living in. Um, I like this verse in Proverbs 2, and we're going to read in verse 10, and uh, it says, when wisdom enters your heart, notice it doesn't say when wisdom enters your head, (laughs) it enters your heart, and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you, to deliver you from the way of evil. It will deliver you from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked. (laughs) And then it goes on, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths. And then it it, it talks about all the things that that discretion will preserve you from. Uh, Wisdom. It says, but wisdom has to enter your heart. And so I believe that, you know, so, so many get deceived, deception uh, comes in, and because there's no, there's no word in them 
to keep them from these things. And the wisdom of God, when we have the wisdom of God on the inside of us, it, it is a it, the word of God is an anchor on the inside. That wisdom is an anchor on the inside. And so when things try to pull on us from all different angles, we have that word to sustain us on the inside. So we won't be going after, I mean, it names all these different things here in Proverbs 2, from those who leave the paths of upright uprightness. In other words, those who just go off on their own way, their merry way. How many of you know people like that? They're like, you know, I'm good. You know, I don't need church. They were raised in church. They were raised around the things of God. But what happened was they, they never pursued him. We can't live off of our parents' relationship with God. There's, we can't do that. My kids, they're pastor's kids, but they can't live off of our relationship with, with God. They have to have their own relationship with God. And so what happens is people grow up in the church, but they never cultivate or they never pursue a relationship with God for themselves. It's always been based on maybe what their parents did. And so it's always just been head knowledge. But notice here it says, but when wisdom enters into your heart, it becomes, it, it, it goes from your head to your heart. It becomes revelation to you. What happens? And it says, and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, then discretion will preserve you. Then you'll have the ability to judge well. Then you'll have the ability to decide between truth and error. You'll know the difference between these things. And it will deliver you from the way of evil. So wisdom is important in our lives. It's, it's, it's that anchor that's going to keep us from getting pulled away from what is truth into somebody else's you know, well, you know, this is really great over here. You ought to try this. We won't be tempted to do that. It says that we won't walk in the ways of darkness. You know, to be really cut and dry about it, there are only two, there are only two places that you can walk in. You can either walk in darkness or you can walk in the light. And that's what the Bible talks about, right? You, you, so many verses talk about walking in the darkness. They were in the darkness. But then there's so many verses that talk about come over into the light, walk in the light as he is in the light, and you'll have fellowship one with another, right? So we've got to walk in the light of God's word. In other words, the light that we've, we've read, that we've gotten on the inside of us has to become a reality to us in that anchor that's going to keep us from being pulled away. And it says uh, it'll keep us uh, from those who rejoice in doing evil. Interesting. How many people do we know nowadays that are doing that? They're just like, yay, I'm doing evil. <laughs> because they, some people don't even know what they're doing. But there are some people that have walked away from the things of God and they know exactly what they're doing, right? And they've made that decision. They've made a decision to walk in those things. But wisdom will keep us from those things. That's what the Word of God says. So that's over in Proverbs 2. Um, and... Uh, you know, I had written this down. I thought it was really interesting, and I think I touched on it in the last podcast. But, the, you know, we've been talking about, you know, discretion, but really the opposite of discretion is to be simple-minded. In other words, if you have the ab- ability to judge well, well, the opposite of that would be somebody who's simple-minded, who's ba- basically they're not attentive to what's going on around them. And, woo, I mean, ah, 
I, I get so worked up about this in a good way. I mean, my heart goes out to people because it's especially when I'm out and about and I'm, I'm walking in the days that we're living in and I'm looking at people and I'm, I'm seeing what I'm seeing is it just seems like people are in a fog. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, do, do you sense that? It's just like you walk into a store and you're like, hello. It's like people are zombies. They're not attentive uh, to what is going on around them. They're very naive. Um, uh, another translation might say that they're immature or they're like children. They're just, you know how children are. I mean, uh, they just, everything is just in the moment. It's like, you know, I'm good right now. Whatever happens tomorrow, whatever happens. I, it, but we can't live that way. We have to pay attention to what's going on around us. We can't live as the simple-minded. We have to be people of, di of discernment and, and discretion. And, uh, you know, when I use the word discretion, um, that just means cautious. Uh, what's another word? Being discreet. Um, you have wise conduct and management of your life. You're, you're very uh, careful in what you do. Uh, and you're very, um, I should say, calculated in your daily habits. You're very, you know what's going on around you. You know the times that we're living in. I mean, if we were to turn over to, I think it's 1 Timothy 3, um, it talks about the days we're living in, or maybe it's 1 Timothy 4. It talks about the days we're living in, that we're living in perilous times. We have to pay attention to that. We can't just put our head in the sand and not know what's going on. We have to have wisdom. So we don't want to live as the simple-minded, not attentive to what's going on around us. See, the enemy, his tactic is to get you to quit and to say it's not working. I'm going to say it again. His tactic and his MO is to get you, as a Christian, to stop what you're doing, to stop your forward progress, to put your Bible down, to stop going to church, and to say it does not work and to not pay attention to what's going on around you, to join the masses, right? To get medicated, to get inebriated, right? So that, you know, you're numb. You're numb and you're numb to what's going on. You're naive and you just don't care anymore. That's his MO. That's what he, his method of operation, how he works. And he knows if he can keep uh, sending those thoughts to you and to your mind, and, and keep on long enough, right, that you're going to give in. But we, we are being armed with the word. And these words are life to us. And we see that this is our answer. When we know his tactics, when we know how he works, then we're more aware uh, of, of, the, of those tactics. And we know how to put up that barrier between us and him. And we know how to open up our mouth and say, no, devil, you are not going to stop me. You're not going to keep me from walking in what I'm called to do. He needs me in these last days. He needs my voice. He needs me to be a good mom. He needs me to be a good dad, uh, to pray for my kids. He needs me to pray for my church. And I have, a, I have a job to do. So we're, um, we're awake to these things. So we're not asleep and walking around as zombies. We're not naive. And you know, here's another thing. We can take cues from those that we trust. I said we can take cues from those that we trust. In other words, if you see people 
uh, godly people that you have in your life, take cues from them. What are they doing? I mean, people that you trust in the things of God. Are they sticking their head in the sand and uh, falling apart? No. Are they going uh, forward in the things of God? What are they doing? Copy them. Follow after them, right? And so uh, we want to be able to do these things successfully and imitate um, these, these people and these things that they're doing so that we can be successful in our own Christian lives. Um, you know, our words are important. What we say, and again, we're still talking about wisdom and using discernment and discretion in our lives. Um, but our words are important. Um, let's look at this. Proverbs 10, 19. And we're going to read this verse. Again, if you, you know, listen to these podcasts while you're getting ready or driving or whatever, it's always good to go back and look at these things with your own eyes. Because you, what you see with your eyes, I'm telling you, it gets in your heart. And, and then I put it in my mouth. I read these things. I read these verses aloud. It says in verse 19, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. So in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. In other words, he's saying, look, when you're talking all the time, you better be careful what's coming out your out of your mouth because nine times out of ten, there's going to be something mixed in there that you shouldn't even be talking about. So be careful and wise about what you say, because he it says he who restrains his lips is wise. He who restrains his lips is wise. This just came to me. I know over here in James, and I'll turn to it while I'm still uh, talking. But remember that he talked over in James about our tongues, and. Let's see, where, where is that? Oh, It says, yeah, over in James chapter 3. It says right here, um, it, let's read in verse, well, I'll start in verse 1. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers knowing that all you receive, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, our tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire. It is a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. So basically it's saying here, look, he gave us two examples. He said, just like you put a bit in the horse's mouth and it turns, you know, you, you can turn it or pull on the reins and turn it to the left or the right. So is our tongue. He said, it's just like a ship rudder. Even though that's, that rudder is small, <clears throat> it turns a whole ship. So our tongue, or what we say, turns our whole life. So we have to be careful <clears throat> of what we're saying on a regular basis. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. We have, to, we have to be careful of what we're saying on a regular basis with our words. We have to use wisdom in what we say. 
when we're speaking over our lives every day, what comes out of our mouth, that we have the word of God in our mouth. Yeah, we have the word of God in our mouth and we're speaking the word boldly uh, over our situations instead of what we see and feel, right? Give you an example. Let's say something's going on in your, in your life or in your family financially. There's pressure coming financially. And so um, when we have, you know, the word of God on the inside of us, we know his word. It's not just enough to know it, right? Wisdom, when we get wisdom and get understanding, we understand that we also have to do something with that word. And we have to speak his word out of our lips, out of our mouth, And in the midst of a a bad situation, what are we going to do? We're going to speak God's word. For my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In other words, my God, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. In other words, I'm getting that word in my mouth. I'm putting his word in my mouth. No, we're not preaching about words today, but we all are talking about gaining wisdom and wisdom is we understand that the words of our mouth matter and what we say matters in our lives, right? And so we want to be able to do these things. Um, let's turn over to uh, Proverbs 20, 27. I told you today there would be a lot of scripture. So again, you can go back and look at these things. Let's read this verse, Proverbs twenty twenty seven. It says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the depths of his heart. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inward, I think one translation says all the inward parts of his belly. This says searching all the inward depths of his heart. So light, that's talking about light. In other words, a spirit of man on the inside gets lit, right? And It's like a light, and it searches all the inward parts of your heart. Light means wisdom. When light comes, wisdom comes, right? Revelation comes. And so we need this in our lives. Our words matter, but light matters. We need to have revelation, light shining on the inward parts of our belly, right? So we know we know what decisions to make. We know how to, how to do this and how to do that. Um, you know, when we have God's wisdom, we understand where our help comes from. We understand that he is our help, right? That he's the one. Because um, true wisdom comes from God. It's not just being smart. You know, it's not just having natural wisdom. Um, it's not just having natural zeal. It's great to have zeal. It's great to have passion, but that does not, sometimes people will have that, but they don't have a lot of wisdom, right? Because they've not experienced things. They've not gone through things. And so they've not um, uh, gotten that word on the inside and had it working in their lives in in these things. And so um, great to have zeal, but we got to have wisdom. So godly wisdom understands that my help, it, it truly comes from God. It's not just me being smart. Listen, I've heard people use this expression, but I'm not smart enough to get myself out of a wet paper bag. I mean, you know what I mean? There's just people that are, they're gifted, they're talented, they have smarts. They, I mean, I remember when I was in school, it was hilarious. I mean, we would have, you know, math was not my thing. 
and maybe you out there, that was your thing, and you, you think this is silly, but, you know, it was not my thing, and I, I could just, I struggled. My dad was a math uh, teacher, instructor in, at, at college level, and, uh, you know, I just, I think he pulled everyone last, uh, last hair out of his head when trying to, trying to help me uh, get, you know, the math equations and things like that, and I just, some people are just gifted and talented at that. They get it. They have natural, uh, you know, wisdom and knowledge in, in things, and they're gifted in those things. Not so much uh, uh, on my account, on my, uh, with me, but um, yeah, tell you what, when you get in the Word of God, it just, he, he makes you, he just makes you smarter. I mean, it just makes you, uh, he, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, he just makes us a, a genius, right? And in other words, we can't, we can't fail when we, when we lean back on the things of God. So my, I understand, and we need to understand that true wisdom comes from God. It's not just us being smart. Um, and wisdom, it, it's in our spirit. This is wisdom down on the inside of us, not from our mind. Um, our spirits are alive, of course, unto God. Um, uh, and so, um, but, it, it, you know, our minds, they're being renewed every day. And so he gave us a helper. He, and we're going to end on this. He gave us a helper, someone to help us to walk in these things successfully so that we're not left on our own. I'm telling you, I'm so glad that he, he, he gave us a helper because I really need all the help I can get. I don't know about y'all, but I need all the help I can get. So he said in John 14, I love this chapter, John 14 and 15. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. There we go. Again, getting in his word, keeping his commandments, knowing what he said. And I will pray the father and he will give you another helper. Oh, capital H. Uh, uh, the one who's going to help us, that he may abide with you forever. He's going to live in me forever. The spirit of truth. There we go. We're going to end on this. The spirit of truth. We've been talking on all these podcasts about what truth is. Well, uh, there's all the things that the world says are truth, but he said here, he's giving us the spirit of truth in whom the world cannot receive. They, They can't because it neither sees him nor knows him. But he says, you know him because he dwells with you and I will be in you. I'm so glad he's in me. Everybody say that. Say he's in me. The spirit of truth is in me. He's guiding me. He's leading me. He says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Aren't you glad that he didn't just, we just had Easter. I'm so glad that he didn't stay in that tomb, that that, that stone was rolled away. I'm so grateful that he, w- he was uh, raised from the dead on the third day, but I'm so glad he said something else. He said, listen, he said, don't leave that place, which he was talking about the upper room. He said, don't leave there without that, that, that helper, right? You're going to need this help. And I'm so glad that he gave us the Holy Spirit as our helper. And, uh, and he said, he said, but if you love me, keep my commandments and he will give us another helper that he might live with us forever. So I'm going to leave that with you today. We have a helper on the inside. We have someone who knows everything. He's, he's a genius and he's giving us wisdom and understanding and helping us in the days that we live in. Man, that makes me a super person. That makes me supernatural. That makes you supernatural. That makes you unstoppable. 
Hallelujah. Makes me want to run around this, this room in here. And so I'm excited about that. Get excited about that because the things that you get excited about, he's going to give you more. He's going to give you more revelation about. We can't just take it at, you know, and say, oh, that's great. That's nice. No, we need to get excited about the word of God. Get excited about what he's done for us and uh, have it be a reality in our lives every day. That's where everyday revival comes from. I believe that was from the Holy Ghost. Everyday revival, living in everyday revival because we have the greater one on the inside of us, the helper who gives us wisdom, discernment, discretion, and it flows from our hearts, and it helps us stand in in a time when a lot of people aren't standing. Well, I hope that helped you today. I hope your families are doing well. hope you're doing well. And uh, again, we pray for you on a regular basis. We thank God uh, for the things that he's entrusted to us. And uh, we just thank you for listening to Everyday Revival. Have a great week.